Hello, and welcome to another episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. This week's edition is entitled, God Give Me Strength. Possibly some of you, like me, may remember as a child when we were really working on our mother's last nerve, she might say something like, God, give me strength. Now, sometimes that would be followed by her giving someone a knock upside the head, or it could have been with her giving that all-knowing look of, you'd better get out of the way and stop vexing her nerves. I didn't know it then, but those words, God, give me strength, are scriptural. There were many people in the word of God who at various times, for different reasons, prayed that God would give them the strength they needed for the particular situation they were in. Samson prayed that God would give him strength just one more time after the Philistines blinded him so that he would be allowed to get his vengeance. Daniel was able to listen to God without weakness or illness after he was given strength by the angel who appeared to him. Nehemiah prayed that God would strengthen his hands after his enemies repeatedly attacked him in attempts to stop the work that God had assigned to him of the rebuilding of the walls. In each of these situations, as well as others in the Bible, the entire motive of these attacks was to prevent the success and purpose of the God-given assignments. The reason for the petitions for more strength was to enable the individuals to complete their task, whatever they might be. One thing or the other would be determined by such a request. Either with asking for strength from God, the task would be a success, or on the other hand, without it, it would definitely be a failure. It would either be a successful completion or a total defeat of what God had ordained. We should all understand that each and every one of us have been given specific assignments, duties, or functions to accomplish during our lifetimes. We can call them ministries, gifts, callings, careers, professions, raising children, or whatever, but each of us has a task and duty to fulfill before we enter into the presence of God. We must understand that these are not just projects of labor, but they are our responsibilities, and these assignments must be accomplished. These are our obligations, no matter what they are. At the same time, we must also realize that the enemy will do everything within his power to discourage, stop, and dissuade us so that these assignments and tasks will not be successful. Nehemiah was given the responsibility of rebuilding the walls. Daniel was assigned as a prophet, having dreams, visions, directly communicating with angels, and then relaying God's word to the people. Samson was a judge and was given the undertaking of defeating the Philistines, the enemy of the people of God. And even with the carnal life that he lived, in the end, his task was completed. With each endeavor assigned, there were also attacks and acts of aggression against these men by the enemy, spiritually as well as in the natural. And so it will be with each of us. Satan used Sanballat and others to send words of discouragement and even lies to combat the rebuilding of the walls in the temple. 
He sent words of pessimism and despair to Nehemiah and used those who should have been with him against him. Over and over, his enemies sent him messages of accusations and attempts to stop the rebuilding of the wall. Sanballat sent the same message, relaying the same lie over and over again. Yes, we need to remember that Nehemiah was lied to as well as lied on. So we shouldn't be shocked and dismayed when the same occurs in our own lives and ministries. Prophets, as well as some of the leaders, those who should have wanted to see the work done, prophesied lies to Nehemiah, and some of the leaders tried to bring fear to him by telling him that he would be killed. Listen to me, people of God. If the enemy used prophets and leaders to lie to and intimidate Nehemiah, don't think he won't do the same to us. This is why you will always hear me say that we must learn to hear our father's voice for ourselves. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't listen to or receive from the prophets of God. But no matter what, in the end, we will be held accountable for what God spoke directly to us. Remember what our parents used to tell us when we were kids and what we repeated to our own children. When we would tell them what to do or how to act, and then they would tell us that they did something wrong because of what some other child said or did, the first thing out of our mouths would be, but what did I tell you to do? I truly believe that these will be the words we will hear from our father when we stand in the judgment. We will not be able to say what someone else has said when it's a matter that he has instructed us differently. This is why we must understand his word and know his voice according to his word, the Bible. Nehemiah realized how much Sanballat was trying to discourage and undermine him. He wrote that the enemy was trying to bring fear upon the people in order to weaken them so that the work would not be completed. This is the same tactic that the enemy tries to use against each of us with whatever task we have been given by the Father. Satan wants us to be weak and afraid. He wants us to fail in accomplishing what God has created us to do. But that will only happen if we stop believing, stop trusting, and stop calling out to our Father for strength. We can only fail if we reject our calling, our responsibilities, and our ministries, no matter what they are, but none of those things can happen if we don't allow ourselves to be weak and always remember to call out to our Father for strength. We must recognize the attacks of the adversary and continually seek our Father for the strength we need during our times of weakness. The words of Nehemiah written in the sixth chapter and the ninth verse reads, they were all trying to frighten us thinking their hands will get too weak for the work and it will not be completed. But I prayed, now strengthen my hands. If Nehemiah hadn't felt and recognized the weakness within him, he would not have petitioned our father for strength. It's one thing to feel weak, it's another to ignore it, deny it, and allow it to stay that way. Each of us must be bold and continue to stand strong. 
We will not be afraid. We will not be intimidated or discouraged by the words of our adversary. In spite of the threats, plots, plans, or words spoken against us by the enemy, we and the people with us will complete the work. We will continue to pray and ask the Father to strengthen our hands. God did not punish, chastise, or even rebuke Nehemiah when he prayed to him for strength. There's nowhere in the word of God where it says or even insinuates that God became angry with one of his people when they asked for strength. Instead, he provided the strength that each person sought. Samson, Daniel, Nehemiah, and many others were given exactly what they petitioned the Father for because it was exactly what God wanted to give them. Second Chronicles 16 and 9 reads, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. God wants to strengthen us. And in fact, he's looking for those who he can give strength to. The enemy continually sent temptations to Samson's weak flesh with women so that he would be defeated in his call and purpose. With every confrontation that Samson had with the Philistines, it came about because of or through a woman. He never drank wine or ate anything of the vine, but women, on the other hand, his flesh could not deny. In spite of his carnal desires, the assignment he had to defeat the Philistines was completed again and again. In what the enemy thought would be Samson's final defeat, it tells of him calling out to God. In the 28th verse of Judges 16, it reads, And Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once, O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. God heard and he answered. The Bible tells us that Samson killed more at the time of his death than he did in his entire lifetime. In spite of his physical defeat and fleshly weaknesses, he never gave up and his God-given assignment was completed. With Daniel, when it was seen that he would not bow down to idols or man, he actually became ill on one occasion and seems to have fainted or fell into unconsciousness after his encounters with the Lord during other times. Yet over and over again, Daniel was able to rise up after being given strength by the angel and was able to speak what God had given him. The enemy has ways of attacking, attempting to discourage and dissuade us from doing the work we've been assigned. What these men needed was not money, fame, or fortune, because none of those things would have helped them to accomplish what God had ordained. But Nehemiah and Samson, along with others, knew what to ask God for, and that was strength. God will give us the same if we ask. He will give us the strength we need in order that we will be able to accomplish our assignments. When one asks God for strength, it doesn't mean that someone is asking to be strong, as so many think that it's what Samson was requesting. There are several things in the meaning of that word. 
The Strong's defined the word strength as repair, encouragement, to restore and make strong. When someone asks for strength, it's because they recognize there's a weakness within them. They're asking to be repaired. They recognize that they need encouragement and restoration. Unfortunately, there are some who refuse to acknowledge their weaknesses. Refusing to admit that one is weak will not only cause them to remain weak, but it will also cause them to become even weaker. It will cause them to do what the enemies of Nehemiah wanted him to do, and that was walk, walk away from his God-given assignment, not just for himself, but concerning the people of God as well. During the presidency of Donald Trump, Coinciding with the murder of George Floyd, many pastors over mixed congregations were weak, but they refused to admit or even acknowledge it before God. Some were weak in the sense of being too afraid to speak up and not only admit the atrocity of the man's murder, but also to condemn it. They were pastors who refused to admit their weaknesses and were too afraid to speak up on behalf of their black and non-white members to let them know that they were standing by them or at least wanted to speak words of comfort to them. They were too afraid of losing their white congregants along with the tithe and offerings that they were giving. These white pastors and leaders were too afraid to trust God and some never even asked God what or how he wanted them to handle the situations in their churches. They never asked God for strength. There were white pastors who squelched the fears within them and joined with others so that they would not be fired from their positions or ostracized by other white pastors and leaders in this nation. As we all know, the word of God says that it's better to obey God than man. Yet, Still, with knowing this, they chose their man-given assignments over their God-ordained ones. They became weak and allowed their flesh to rule and guide them as opposed to allowing their spirit man to rise up in the strength that God would have given them if they had only asked. We need to understand exactly what it means to be weak. Again, according to the Strong's Concordance, the word weak is defined as to withdraw, abandon, to refrain, or let go. This is what so many of these white pastors did to their black and non-white members. They abandoned them. They withdrew from them and preferred to let them go without help, encouragement, or any support whatsoever. I've heard various accounts from black Christians who said that they waited and waited for their white pastors to speak up, to say something, say anything in reference to that terrible time in the lives of every black and non-white person in this nation. And to this day, it's never happened. In spite of the fact that God had given these white pastors, prophets, and leaders the assignment, the task, ministries, as well as the responsibilities of teaching and leading their black and non-white members during those times, these pastors, prophets, and leaders hid their fears and their weaknesses. Therefore, instead of giving comfort, 
encouragement. They succumbed to their fears and abandoned their black and non-white members. Instead of recognizing and taking advantage of a time that could have been used to teach and bring races together with healing and love, they withdrew from them and embraced their white members, ignoring the hatred and racism in many of them. It didn't have to be that way. When one becomes weak, when the desire to withdraw, abandon, or let go of our God-given task, then comes the time that we can and should pray for strength. When we consider giving up on a thing, whether it's spiritually or physically, we can ask God to repair us, to restore, and to help us prevail. And asking him to strengthen us is asking him to encourage us as well as make us strong again for the assignment given to us. There were certain things that Samson, Daniel, and Nehemiah did not do while they were under attack. One was that none of them gave up. When Daniel was in the lion's den, he didn't try to retaliate or try to defend himself against the plots that had been, had been planned against him. Nehemiah didn't leave the work to run back to the king to tell him what the people were saying or doing to him. Samson kept fighting in spite of being betrayed by someone he loved because God gave them strength. God will send words of strength and truth to combat the lies of the enemy. He will send strength to repair broken hearts and spirits. He will send encouragement to help us to prevail and make us strong. And as long as we continue to pray and ask for the strength we need, God will continually restore us. Nehemiah kept working and kept praying. Daniel kept praying and speaking what God had given him to speak. Samson continued to do what he knew he was called to do and in the end prayed for the strength he needed for the greatest accomplishment of his assignment. We can and we must do the same. Like Nehemiah, when lies are spoken against us, those who know you, will know what's true and what's a lie. Don't worry about the rest and don't give up when those who should be with you are the very ones who are against you. Like Daniel, when God is speaking to and through you, don't be too weak to say what he's giving you to say. And like Samson, have the strength to continue the fight even when you've been betrayed by those you trust and love. Keep on fighting and keep on defeating the true enemy, Satan. Never be afraid to call out to the Father for strength, because remember, our Father's eyes range throughout the earth with the sole purpose of strengthening those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at ameekeagle 
at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net. And through the Facebook post or Facebook Messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support. And may God bless each and every one of you.